Hey, Josh Felber here from Making Bang. Got an awesome interview today with uh, Justin Rizvani. We're going to dive into censorship, freedom, and what it takes right now to share your message all across the world, as well as not be censored, stay free, and also own your own content. Oh, hey, also, guys, just want to let you know, super pumped. I'm all about freedom, keeping the United States, the Constitution free, keeping you free. And one of the great things is this amazing gear from Gratitude Gear. If you go to check out gratitudegear.com, they got tons of freedom merch, gratitude merch, truth, whatever you want. It's the softest material, the coolest hats. Uh, so again, check out gratitudegear.com and enjoy today's show. You are listening to Making Bank, where we uncover the mindset and success strategies of the top 1% so you can amplify your life and your business. Most people don't own their own identity, right? So that's the first piece. The next piece is the data storage and messaging layer. How do two people communicate online? Usually there's a third party in between every single layer of a experience online. Every major social network is the arbiter of how messages move across a network. And then the final piece is the money. If I wanna send you a payment, even through a credit card or through Venmo or through PayPal, any of these web two payment rails, there's many layers of arbiters in between that. And I think we are fixing all three of those issues. We are using a DIDs, so decentralized identities for you to own your identity online for the first time. We use a decentralized web node environment to allow messages to transport peer-to-peer -peer over the gRPC network on the internet. And the final piece is we use the Lightning Network as the payment rails to transact value between two individuals. So for the first time, you can actually move a payment on the internet on an open standard that is not controlled by any single company and or a single individual that can turn you off. And I think that's the importance of this open mm. network is that it allows for free and open transfer online. So Zion fixes those three things. Gotcha. And so as like, for example, with Making Bank podcasts and everything, I get how would I then utilize that network sure. to get information out there and promote, you know, and get the show into people's hands and everything else. So the whole concept is that we're focused, Zion, the app is focused around communities. So the making, you would create okay. a making bank community inside of the Zion application. That, that, that community would be tied to your DID. That is your forever identity online that you own through a private and public key pair. And then people can mm. subscribe to your community and they can freely pay you for content. I mean, for example, one of the products that we have with podcasting is called the value for value model, where you can actually stream satoshis as you listen to a podcast you can send sats like like liquid money across the internet and as you listen on a minute by minute basis send people send the 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 podcaster bitcoin for that and i think that's a really hmm. new revolutionary model where someone can actually transfer value and say maybe i want to give you 10 cents for listening to your podcast maybe 20 cents sure. maybe a dollar i'm not sure but if that value is being seen there's an easy way to transfer value and this paradigm doesn't currently exist in the world because right now if i want to send you a penny it costs me a dollar but what if it costs me <laughs> nothing to send you a penny then there's all these interesting interactions. And what's great is Zion has a proxy for this. We launched in August. There was over 120,000 transactions between creators and their fans done through Zion on the Bitcoin Lightning Network with zero fees. And I think that's really impactful wow. to see what's happening in the world. 
No, that's super cool. I want to go kind of more down that path in a minute, but I guess tell us a little bit, how did you get started as an entrepreneur? You got, this sounds like super techie. Are you a techie kind of guy? Kind of give us a little bit of your background and some of the challenges along the way. I'm, I'm a product guy at heart. I've, I've had businesses since I was 13 years old, started my first tech company. Um, when I was 24, I, I always felt that technology should, should enable a better useful interaction between people. That's been always my focus as a product person. Most people in the world try to build products for you to engage with that product. My mission has always been to build products for people to engage more with each other. That's been the core of how everything that I do is that this application should make people's interaction a little bit better. Um, so my first app was built for influencers and brands to be able to communicate in a more free way so they can create ads on Instagram. This next product Zion is for individuals like creators and fans to be able to interact, interact in a more human way. That's really been my mission um, as I've been building products around the world. No, that's awesome. What, uh, especially start, I mean, I know I started my first company, real company, I would say at 14. So we're both in that, on that same path. What were some of the things as a kid that you picked up starting your own businesses that are still relevant and that you've applied today to be successful? I think relentless focus. Um, no doesn't exist in my vocabulary. There isn't someone that's going to kind of push me down a no path and say, oh, no, that won't work or no, that's not active. It's just not, not the reality. I, I don't take no for an answer um, because I only have one chance at this. So I think that's like relentless focus, I think is. I also am very disciplined. I wake up and even days that I don't want to work, I don't want to spend time on stuff. I just do. I keep doing, I keep doing because that's the only way that you're going to move forward. No one's going to save you. No one's going to help you. You just have to do it on your own. And if you're relentless, yeah. you'll win. That's awesome. Uh, I, I know it was, uh, that was always like one of my key words that from a kid when it's like, somebody's like, what was, I'm like, it's relentless. That was how it was. That was just be relentless. what's helped me build so many companies over the years and everything. What were some of your biggest challenges kind of, you know, starting your first tech company and how did you work through those different things? Nobody knows who you are. Uh, you have to, you have to hustle so hard for someone to trust you. Um, you have to build something so remarkable that someone's like, oh my God, I'm willing to go out on a limb and let you try this for the first time. And I think, um, technology drives that innovation. So it's always being a technology first organization. Like the reason mm. people chose my first business is because we were the first app on the app store in 2014 that said, oh, you can interact with an influencer and a brand through a mobile app. That was very new at the time. Right now, a bunch of people have these apps, yeah. but at the time it's like, oh, I've never seen an app like that. So let's work with that company because they're technology forward. That's been my kind of cornerstone of innovation and saying like, well, why am I building a social network on DIDs, decentralized web nodes and the lightning network? Well, number one, we're the first ever to do it. And I think that that's a first to market opportunity and, and first to market movers have an, have an advantage for sure. And with, um, with, uh, like building this out, what were some of the initial challenges, I guess, with Zion? Cause obviously you, you kind of have some of that tech background building the Amplify and everything. And now you're going, <laughs> you're building on the lightning network and, you know, trying to piece and bring all these things together for people. This is the hardest. I mean, we're doing one of the hardest things in the world. Like 
this stuff is so bleeding edge, the stuff I'm talking about. It doesn't exist at scale. That's the challenging thing is it doesn't exist at scale. Sure. So the risk, the risk is very high. Is that will this work for millions upon millions of people? Will this transaction throughput work? Will this patterning of messaging's peer-to-peer work? Um, so it's it's just an, a really exciting risk um, for me. I'm willing to try something that's never been done before. And um, it's very hard. I mean, building this kind of technology is challenging. I have some of the best engineers in the world that we're working on these problems together. And we think that this is the eventual patterning of how most tech companies will run in the next 10 years. But we're innovating that patterning. Thank you for listening to Making Bank. If you have enjoyed this episode, please leave a review and sharing is caring. Follow Josh Felber on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram for more. You can also listen to Making Bank on Amazon Alexa, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and watch on Apple TV, Success Thinkers Network, Amazon Fire, and YouTube.